Hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today is day 301 of 365 days of Bible reading. A massive welcome back to all of you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all of our other platforms. It's great to have you here with me today as we continue on this Bible reading journey. Now, today is the seventh day in a row, which means we have a store-bought can or bottle of coffee to try. Before we get there, though, let's have a look at what scriptures we're going to be reading. And as always, on all platforms, they're in the descriptions below. Psalm 119, verse 113 to 120. Titus chapter 3 verse 1 to 15 and Lamentations which is a new book chapter 1 verse 1 to chapter 2 verse 6 so those are our scriptures for today that we're going to get into very very shortly before we go any further though let's talk brews and today we have this beautiful pink thing from Flight Coffee now this is their oat milk strawberry mocha and it tastes like strawberry ice cream vanilla and milk chocolate and I'm going to be honest I have not enjoyed the oat milk varieties but but Harry wonders, wonders, if this has got strawberry in it and it's a mocha, are we really going to taste the oat milk? I'm interested to see how it's going to go. So I'm going to give this a wee shake here and open it up for today, day 301. Let's see how this ray ranks, uh, rates or ranks. I'm always nervous opening up these cans. Oh, see, that one didn't even open. Well, they get, they get marked down for not being able to open their can properly. Look at this. I can't even open their can properly. Can you do that thing where you twist it? This is the first time on the Daily Brew we haven't been able to open a can. It's open enough. I think I can get enough out of it. Anyway, cheers. That didn't go very well. Here's, uh, here's for the flight coffee. Oat milk. Wow, it smells good. Oat milk strawberry mocha. Let's give it a go. Wow. Do you know what? That is a wonderfully weighted drink. So the oat milk, what the oat milk does though for me is it comes in, it tastes like an up and go, which if you don't have up and go in your country, it's like a, a, a breakfast um, milkshake smoothie thing in a carton, uh, which is a wheat based drink. This is obviously oat based uh, and it's quite lovely. It's got this really lovely caramel, uh, not caramel, strawberry chocolate mix in there. Um, there's no real sense of coffee in there. I wouldn't actually know if there is coffee in there uh, if I if I just picked it up and didn't know it was a, a, a coffee. Although 29% of this is actually coffee. So they've done well to hide that um, bitter coffee flavor you get in a cold brew with some lovely flavors in there. I'm going to give that a... I'm actually going to give that... And this is... This is I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because I would drink that over and over and over again. I thoroughly enjoy that as a coffee. That is really, really good. You got to make sure you get your hands on one of these pink things from Flight Coffee. It is very, very good. Let's get into the brew, the Bible, though. We've done the brews. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. As Christians, we're called to do good. When we find Jesus, our actions, motives, and desires change from doing evil to doing good. The psalmist says today, to get away from me, you evildoers. He gives a definition of evildoers. They start, they stray, sorry, from God's decrees and are deceitful. We have to actively choose to avoid evil and do good. When we do, we can step into this kind of life, a life sustained according to his promises and our hopes will be strengthened. Wherever there is evil works in your life, I want to encourage you to shut them down and lean into God. 
Paul is one of the greatest examples of someone who had an encounter with God and everything changed for him. He went from doing evil works to good works. He explains in verse 3, this is what he says, We too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Then he encounters Jesus and everything changes. In verse 4 to 5, he says, When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared and saved us, not because of our righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. Then he talks about how everything changed for him. Sorry, I'm just, uh, that was giving me burps and I was trying not to burp while doing this podcast today. Now, our behavior changes to do good things as a response of God's kindness and mercy and love for us. The overflow of an encounter with God is a change in behavior. We must be ready to do what is good and slander no one, to be peaceful and considerate and show them true humility towards everyone. That's verse one to two. And then he urges them twice more to devote themselves to doing what is good in both verse eight and 14. This is actually something we need to focus on as Christians. Because I think the temptation is that what we do here on earth, we think is inconsequential to God's ultimate plan and that we can do whatever we want and that God's grace will cover it all off. But that's not how this works. It's not how it happens. Our good works or what we do needs to reflect the character of the God that we serve and we love. We're Christians. We are on the way of Jesus following him. If we follow him, we should do what he does. We should say what he would say and think how he would think. That's where we get God's grace. That's where it comes from, is when we have tried to be like Christ and we've fallen short, when we succumb to temptation after trying hard not to give in. See, God knows our heart. If we're intentionally going out to live a life of sin and do evil works and then asking for God's grace, that's an abuse of his character and his love. But if we are genuinely trying to do good, if we're trying to follow Jesus and we stumble and fall, And then we cry out for his grace and mercy. He's willing and able to extend it to us. We have to change our heart direction so that we do what reflects our heart's desire. Okay, time for a new book. And it is the book of Lamentations. Now, the book doesn't actually give us an author. However, tradition suggests that it's Jeremiah who wrote this, considering that the author is someone who witnessed Babylon's destroying of Jerusalem. And that was Jeremiah. The book was written likely between 586 and 575 BC. The book is written in the form of five poems that lament the siege and destruction of Jerusalem. The poet also makes a sincere confession of sin on behalf of the people and the leaders. Acknowledgements, complete submission. Sorry, he also acknowledges the complete submission to the will of God and finally prays that God will once again restore his people to their homeland. Watch as the writer of Lamentations goes from weeping to seeing the light of hope break through the murky sky. I want to encourage you to read this with the lens of God's judgment on his people who gave, he gave ample time to repent. See how hard it is to watch and then watch as God will give them hope in the end. It's really important that as we read the book and a lot of the books in the Old Testament, that we remember that we don't need to fear this kind of wrath and judgment now because of the blood of Christ. All of this happened before Jesus died and rose again. We have covering grace and protection from the wrath of God as long as we're in that kind of relationship with Jesus, a relationship that is sacrificial, daily, loving, and intentional. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, the book of Lamentations, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 12. 
Is it nothing to you, all who pass by? Look around and see. Is any suffering like my suffering that was inflicted on me, that brought that the Lord brought on me in the day of his fierce anger? Is there any suffering like my suffering? The book of Lamentations is a book of lament. And this is how it feels when we're suffering, that our suffering is the worst kind of suffering. And if you're suffering today, I don't want to minimize that. If you're going through sorrow, I don't want to minimize that either. But I do want you to be encouraged. You're not alone. And it's all going to come around to the good in the end. If you're in that place today of suffering or sorrow, talk to somebody. Let them be, let the let them in on the burden and let them be someone who can walk with you. Try and externalize what's happening on the inside. After that, embrace the process of getting back on track so that you can step out of that suffering and into the thriving. And that is it for The Daily Brew today, day 301 of 365 days of Bible reading. Thank you so much for joining me no matter where you are around the world. I pray that as you read the Bible today, it would stir up your faith, that you would see yourself in the, in the, in the verses of the scripture and that you would lean more into God and his character as well. That is it though for today. If it is the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew.